Welcome to the Strategic Boardroom, Insights from Thought Leaders, where we speak to experts in organizational leadership, human capital management, and business strategy. We hope you enjoy this episode brought to you by Bullseye Engagement, a leading provider of cloud-based employee development and strategic business software solutions. So let's just jump in um, now that the reviews are, are behind us and talk about the evolution from recruiter to talent advisor. So my the question for you here is, you know, what comes to mind when you think of a recruiter? Do you think of a recruiter as somebody who's more of a hiring manager, influencer, uh, somebody who's a candidate or career coach? or somebody who specializes in labor market or firm specific business expertise. This is so, it's so interesting in terms of the labor market or firm specific business expert, right? Because we do get asked so many times as recruiters or in, in the talent space to help our organization understand what the labor market is doing and get asked about the firm specific um, business and the expertise that we want to bring into the organization. And that is a really large part of what the recruiter needs to do, especially for the future, I would say, right? So when we get to talking about the great resignation in particular, where are you going to go to find new talent? What is the future of work uh, and the return to the workplace efforts? What are they doing in terms of how our talent is reacting? And how will you open up you know, your channels for new talent to enter the workforce? So these are, these are great. Um, and each of these, you know, the hiring manager influencer, right? So key as well. Many of you pick that. Um, and the hiring manager influencer is, you know, from end to end. Do you really need this job? And sometimes the HR business partner is the one who's doing that. But really more and more so, recruiters have that ability to influence hiring manager. Are you replacing like for like job, for example? Or do you need a different kind of a skill set? Do you really need to have a bachelor's degree or another degree requirement because that's going to you know, change your talent pool? Is it a role that you have to have in person or can it be a virtual role as you're moving forward? So the recruiter is a significant influencer there. We're also finding at AIG that the candidate career coach is becoming a bigger part of the recruiter's responsibility. And um, maybe that's where we get into being a talent advisor, right, versus a recruiter, because a candidate career coach is now helping individuals who are receiving multiple offers. We're all constantly in multiple offer situations and, and, you know, advising them on how they can build a career within AIG or within the organization that they're choosing to join. So um, having your talent advisors or your recruiters do more of candidate career coaching in the future will be, will be helpful. So as we looked at these, you know, I put together a new format um, of thinking about, about the skills within the organization, at least for AIG. And I did borrow some of um, some of the look and feel from some others who've been doing great work in the talent acquisition space. So we, you know, we looked at, well, what is the role of our recruiter moving forward in the organization? What are some of the skill sets that we need within AIG for our recruiter? So we called, we call this our modern recruiter, who is part broker, like we have a broker line, of course, at AIG and part talent advisor. 
So if you look at the right-hand side in terms of being a talent advisor, they are data enthusiasts. So they leverage data to make important decisions. Where's the best place to post the role as an example? Where are you gonna get the best applicants from? And you can't maybe do that for every single role, but you have the opportunity to look at data uh, for multiple roles within the organization and, and be a data enthusiast. They're market experts, right? So they have an understanding of the market trends and the availability of critical talent. I'm fortunate enough on my team that I have somebody who's stellar at talent insights, and we go to her on a regular basis to understand where some of the um, some of the hotspots are for talent. But you may have the sourcing team within the organization, and a talent advisor can definitely leverage your sourcing team for that market expertise. They know how to communicate. So communicating as a talent advisor is really important. They understand the importance of clear updates around the process, managing expectations, and enhancing the candidate experience. I can't, I don't think I can emphasize that enough, right? That is really key for a talent advisor is keeping people updated and letting them know, hey, this person has already told me that they are interviewing for multiple positions. And so we, if we want this person, we need to get in front of them now, right? That, that type of communication is key. They manage the pipeline, keeping tabs on any silver medalists, passive candidates and others, because now again, in this marketplace, you can't go that far that quick, you know, that quickly, right? You've got to rely on who you know and, and have a pipeline. And they're also innovating. So they're innovators leveraging technology and any resources available. So that's more of the talent advisor. Then we're asking our individuals to be more like brokers as well, or, or recruiters. They're advising, they're, they're developing strategic partnerships. So we're having them go to you know, certain meetings with our leaders, or they're going to career fairs, or they are advising candidates. They're agents connecting with a candidate to sell the role and the organization. It is such an, you know, where we are today is so different than where we were a year ago in terms of the candidate availability. It is the candidate's market right now. And so if you can help candidates to understand why they should join your organization, that is one of the most important roles that a recruiter plays. They're building relationships. They are negotiating um, on compensation, for example, internally, sometimes, and externally. I know our recruiters will say, this isn't going to, this is not going to be the right compensation. It's not going to hit the market need right now. And so they're constantly negotiating internally and externally, and they're closing deals, right? So we want the talent to come to our organization. So I know this may seem like a lot of skills that are needed, but this is what this session is all about, right? It's, it's about, there's a change, there's a sea change between being a recruiter and being a real talent advisor to the business, to your candidates, to the hiring managers, and um, to your HR business partners as well. You know, I always say, I, I don't wanna take anything away from my team members. I have a large team and, you know, I, but I always say I've, the recruiter or the talent advisor is really the most important role in the organization because you are bringing in the future leaders of the organization. You're bringing in the future talent into the organization. You're negotiating, you're doing all of these things and you have to do it really well under pressure. Um, and those individuals who love it are always gonna be great in this space, 
but it is, it's, it's definitely a skill set. And I think recruiters earn their badges every single day. It's, it is such a critical role for the organization. Yeah. And, 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 and sorry, and an advisor, right? I see that as a second, 60%. And I think that's, I mean, that's wonderful because relation, building relationships is half the, half the challenge of being a great recruiter is being able to really forge authentic relationships and to be able to advise individuals on what choices they have, what options they have available to them. So I think this is, it's, uh, these are great. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've realized some of the same strengths in AIG. And so we're working toward how do we help where the skill sets are perhaps not as strong as individuals would like for them to be. And so just to get us started, so in terms of the polling and what we're seeing for the skills um, that are, um, you know, that you're looking to develop, um, I think deal closing and data enthusiasts really took the lead, right? If, I, if I'm reading those correctly, yeah. Uh, followed by negotiator and uh, market expert and communications guru. So closing that deal, I think, becomes easier when you have built a relationship. But being a deal closer is, is definitely one of those challenges of how quickly can you get to the individual? What kind of support do you have in the organization to close that deal? And knowing who else you want to bring into the conversation to perhaps help you. Sometimes you need, you know, a heavy to come in and help with, with a deal close. I certainly have had a lot of situations in the past where, you know, we've had to call in all kinds of uh, additional leaders to say, we really want this candidate. And so who can make the phone calls to the individual to remind them what a great opportunity this is. And I, I think because that, you know, doing the deal closing now, is harder and harder given um, the multiple offers that individuals have. I will share with you, you know, just even recently, we lost a candidate uh, that was a really fantastic candidate for us. And it was over $5,000 um, of a salary difference. And, you know, I had a conversation with the, with the hiring manager and with the recruiter around this. And I said, it's only $5,000. Surely we could have net that $5,000, right? But I, I think that what had happened in that situation already was that the individual had three offers and they had, uh, you know, had been having different kinds of conversations with the other organizations than they were having with us. And even if they could have, even if we could have met them on the 5K difference in salary in, you know, there was something else, right. And that, that mattered to them that comes through in that relationship building, which all of you have said you're so good at doing and you feel that is a strength. So the better the relationships are, the better you are at advising and building those authentic connections and the better your hiring managers are at doing that, the more likely that that $5,000 difference doesn't become an issue. Uh, and you can quickly go back to your compensation team members to get that, get that adjusted and get the right approvals underway. These are some of the modern recruiter skills, right? That, that I would share with all of you. Um, is really important. And, and before we even get into the DEI component, just even at AIG in terms of what we've been doing to support our, lead, uh, our recruiters is a monthly learning series that my team has been putting together for them on all of these topics. You know, how do you source? How do you do Boolean searches? How do you look at this in new ways? How, you know, so 
we have a yearly, we have the year calendar and, um, and I joined last September. So we kicked that off in January uh, and it's been, it's been phenomenal. So we've had our global set of recruiters joining in and feeling one, a sense of community, but two, feeling that sense of investment in them and in some of the skill sets that they need to continue to develop and enhance. 